Where is hell? What is hell? Why do people act perfectly to ensure they go to heaven? Welcome to the Transformative Daf. My name is Rabbi Daniel Friedman. Today we are on page 23 of Tractate Nadarim. And we learned that if we would see the ultimate consequences of our actions, we'd all act very differently today. Welcome to the Transformative Daf and thank you for being my Chavrissa today. I like to begin with the story. Following Thursday morning services at Beth Israel in Edmonton, we would enjoy breakfast at Bernie's. Dr. Bernie Adler would bring a delicious array of pastries and cookies from Bliss Baked Goods, a bakery owned by his daughter and son-in-law, Eliezer and Shirlan Bliss. We were sitting around one day eating breakfast and I offered a donut to Slava. Slava's a fine young man who comes to Minion every morning and very much maintains his physical health and fitness. Are you kidding me, Rabbi? responded Slava. I'd love to have a donut, but I look at that piece and I see hundreds of calories. That little donut is about an hour and a half of cardio to work off. Let's look at today's Kamara. Rabbi Shmuel bar Rabbi Yossi had a vow to dissolve. He came before the sages. They said to him, Were you aware of all the facts when you made the vow? He said to them, Yes. They asked again, Did you vow with knowledge of this other fact? He said to them, Yes. This occurred several times, when a certain launderer saw the sages were troubled because Rabbi Yishmael caused them difficulty in successfully dissolving his vow, he whacked them with his laundry sprinkler. Rabbi Yishmael said, Had I known that the launderer would whack me due to my vow, I would not have vowed, and thus he released himself from the vow. Let's analyze the Gemara. There's one simple reason why we make bad choices in life. We don't perceive the consequences of our actions. Some of those consequences happen not long after the causal event, but very often the consequences don't occur until many years in the future. Right now, the allure of the sin before our eyes is far more compelling and enticing than any thoughts of a whack from the laundry sprinkler that might take place in the future. Take the child who skips school. Today it's a lot more fun to hang out with friends in the park than attend boring classes. But if he would be granted a vision 10 years hence that showed him on the unemployment line while his studious peers were making a comfortable living, he would run straight back to class. If that's true of the lifetime impact of the choices that we make today, it's certainly the case vis-a-vis the consequences for all eternity. If we would only be able to see the eternal outcomes of our actions, we would think twice before making those vows, the decisions that today seem rather innocuous. When the basin was unable to find an opening to release Rabbi Yishmael from his vow, an observer came to the rescue. Presumably, he was sitting there waiting for his turn to appear before the court. Growing increasingly impatient with the proceedings, he lost his temper and hit Rabbi Yishmael. The fact that the Gemara tells us that the man was a launderer who hit the rabbi with a sprinkler begs explanation. What's the significance of the laundry sprinkler to the narrative? During the soul sojourn in this physical world, it does a lot of good things, for which it earns eternal reward. But along the way, it also engages in worldly, non-spiritual activities, which cause physicality to attach to the soul. That physical coarseness, aka sin, is like a stain on the soul. In order to enter heaven, the soul needs to be clean. Just like a soul's garment that must be put through the ringer to be cleansed of all the dirt, our souls need cleansing before their final reward. Think about a winning football jersey. The Patriots have just won the Super Bowl, and the team captain decides to auction off his jersey for charity. Should he give it to the charity straight off his back immediately following the game? After all, he says to himself, it's more authentic with all the dirt, grime, and sweat. But of course, nobody really wants to take it in that condition. First, we must send it to the cleaners where it will go through a deep cleansing process. 
If that jersey were human, the process could be rather painful. All those chemicals and then the washing machine throwing it all around, hitting the walls of the machine back and forth until magically it emerges completely clean, stain-free and ready for the charity auction. That's what happens to the soul after its sojourn on Earth. It won the Super Bowl and is almost ready to enter heaven. But then there's some dirt that needs to be scrubbed off before it can receive its eternal reward. That's the process we call Gehenna, hell. And in most cases, it takes a maximum of 12 months. That's why we say Kaddish for 11 or so months, in order to hasten the process and alleviate the suffering of the soul. Just like Rabbi Yishmael, there will come a time when your soul says, had I known I'd be whacked by the laundry, I wouldn't have acted so rashly when I followed my heart's physical and material desires on earth. Problem is, we don't see the consequences of our actions. If we could all picture the consequences with the same vividness that Slava pictures the consequences of eating a donut, we'd conduct ourselves with far greater circumspection. When a donut equals an hour and a half of cardio, it's no longer as tempting. And if a proverbial ham sandwich would conjure up images of a heavenly washing machine, it would no longer be as enticing. The good news, of course, is if you can utilize the imagery of the washing machine to deter yourself from the desires of the flesh, then you can certainly use your vision of heaven to motivate your performance of mitzvahs. Just think of the spiritual bliss and eternal reward each mitzvah brings. It's like being told that donuts actually make you lose weight. Wouldn't you be running to eat as many donuts as possible? The world is but an illusion, a hallway to the ultimate palace. May you eat as many kosher donuts as possible on your way to eternal bliss. Wishing you a transformative day. Thank you for tuning into the Transformative Duff Podcast with Rabbi Daniel Friedman. Whether you've been doing Duff Yomi for years or you're not quite ready to commit but want to be part of the Duff Yomi global movement, there's something in the Transformative Duff for everyone. It's about joining the conversation. It's about talking over the Duff with your family, your friends, your colleagues. It means never being short of a discussion starter or a meaningful Torah. Every page of the Gemara, every word, every letter contains the secrets of the universe. To achieving a life of simcha and purpose, transform your life today. The Transformative Daf is published by Mosaica Press and available at all good Jewish bookstores and online from mosaicapress.com. Thank you, The Transformative Daf.